Thank you for listening to The Pasty Tapes. This is your host, Shomai Moore, the steamiest Asian dumpling, recording live from my dining table in Chicago. First, here's a message from our sponsor. This episode of The Pasty Tapes is brought to you by My Cat Flanders. Flanders the Cat is an excellent evil bean named after Ned. If you're interested in being scratched by the most adorable kitten, give Flanders a call at meow meow meow, meow meow, meow meow. Here's one more message. Hi, do you love the Pasty Tapes? Did you know that there's a Pasty Tapes fan club? You can join now. Support this podcast and visit thepastytapes.com to sign up for your monthly contribution or one-time donation. Rep your love for the Pasty Tapes by being a part of the fan club. Okay, that was an example of a pre-roll ad. If you're interested in advertising on the Pasty Tapes, email me at thepastytapes.com. Uh, I would love to see ads about your burlesque festivals, your shows, your production companies. You can advertise your Patreon, whatever. Um, Let's figure this out. In the meantime, I'm going to manifest ads for the Pasty Tapes by dropping ones in about my cat and the Pasty Tapes website. The website is pretty sweet. Visit it at thepastytapes.com. Today's episode is about one of my absolute favorite acts from the Burlesque Hall of Fame this past June. It was a wild, hilarious, heartfelt, terrifying act. All of it, all of it. Today, I'll be sharing my conversation with Faye Havoc and Donna Boss Rogers on their act, Horsin' Around. Today's episode is about one of my absolute favorite acts from the Burlesque Hall of Fame Weekender. It was wild, it was hilarious, it was heartfelt, terrifying, all of that and more. Today I'll be sharing my conversation with Faye Havoc and Donna Boss Rogers on their act, Horsin' Around, which features a pantomime horse. If you haven't seen it, Google this act, pause this podcast and give your eyeballs a treat. You can find a great video of it from the Vancouver International Burlesque Festival. I cannot wait for the Beehoff video to come out. Um, I've been sharing that VIBF video with everyone I know. Anyone who has walked into my house has been forced to watch this video, including my parents. It is a great act. I'm in love with it. Let's just jump right in with our conversation with Faye Havoc and Donna Boss Rogers. All right. um, My name is Faye Havoc. I am Vancouver, BC's seamstress of striptease. And my name is Donna Boss Rogers. I am the butt of the horse that we're about to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) You're so much more than a butt. But yeah. (laughs) So much more than a butt. It's Donna Boss Rogers. (laughs) That's my new (laughs) tagline. I do other stuff too. (laughs) I do other stuff, but I'm mostly known as a butt. (laughs) So I am so excited to talk to both parts of this horse today. Um, This is an act that blew me away at Beehoff. Like, I remember seeing this horse on Instagram, like, oh, recommended to follow, like, follow this, follow this horse. And I was like, the fuck this means? And then looking at the Beehoff lineup, I'm like, okay, like, that's a thing, like, I guess. And then you two came out um, in the best uh, small group category, but just trodden, or I guess one of you, I don't know how to phrase they, this horse They thing. put us right at the beginning of the category. Yep. Trotting out, and it was wild. The reaction was wild. <laughs> I lost my shit. Like, it's something that 
people have not stopped talking to me about, but also it might be because I'm forcing them to talk about it. Like, oh my God, that horse. And I don't know who started it, me or them, but this horse has taken over my life, my hopes and dreams. Like, I fucking love it. Um, the reaction that I've heard about, incredible. I was at dinner with Aria de la Noche um, last week or two weeks ago. And we just talked about that act for like five minutes. And something that I find <laughs> is that we're like, wow, like the floor work and like this part and that part. And like, oh, my God. And the conclusion of the conversation with like anyone I have about this act is like, OK, so uh, what what was that about, though? Like, What, <laughs> what I always tell people, this is Donna speaking, what I always tell people whenever they because people always ask, like, what happened? How and I always tell them, like, there's not going to be answers like you just need to. You just need to prepare for the fact that the, all the questions you have will just never get answered. <laughs> there's, there's a lot more questions than answers, yeah. but we may be able to answer a few of those questions for you. <laughs> okay, like I want to hear you two talk about the act. Give give us a little treat for our ears. Tell us what happens from your perspective. Oh my god. Okay, so how I always describe it to people is I say I'm in this duo where we're a horse. And we come out and we're a horse and it's hilarious because it's, it's, it's a goofy horse. And then the head takes off her head, the beautiful centaur. And you think, that's it. That's the act. It's burlesque. It's a centaur act. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's going to take her top off and, you know, we're going to cheer and that'll be the end. We can all go home. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it is a fake out a little bit because I, the front of the horse, begin to convulse, and then uh, the horse part of us rips apart to reveal that there is a a two-legged, armless, horse-headed creature that's been hiding inside the body of the horse this whole time. Like, I'm still half-human and, like, you know, horse from the waist down, but... Uh, we're both writhing around on the floor and screaming and moaning. Um, Donna is screaming. Donna is doing some like really weird sort of like half truncated stripper moves, um, and uh, and yeah, we're just we're just losing it, uh, completely losing it. <laughs> we're, we're as surprised as the audience that we have split in half. Yes, uh, sometimes in small venues we scream and moan live, uh, but for the Beehoff stage or larger venues, we have a recording that we mime along to. Um, and then uh, once we get over ourselves, uh, I go to comfort my back half and I help her sit up and we walk off stage. The end. Did, is this like an atom splitting happening? Like, did you give birth to this horse? Like, is this? <laughs> and we've heard the birth a lot. Yeah. But I've never heard Adam splitting. I'm really into that. Yeah, that's like well, that's something like I thought of. Like, oh, okay, like I guess, I guess an Adam splitting like cell division. Yeah, like a cell division. Horse division. Yeah. Horse division. Yeah. Centaur <laughs> like, division. Like you can grow into two full horses afterwards. Right. My God, this could become like like an amoeba splitting and growing. I can't wait yeah. for this to be in best large group next year. Just... <laughs> Oh my goodness! Multiples of horses. Who else would put up with this bullshit? (laughs) I don't want more horse heads. I already had to make two. I don't want to make another one. (laughs) I have so many more questions. (laughs) Like this is okay. Go ahead. Bring it up. So I think like 
when you did that act for like in, you know, in, in the many places that both of you have performed this act, um, is the reaction always that incredible shock and surprise? The Beehawk reaction was truly warm that was... and wonderful. Yeah, like we're we're so busy reacting, like Donna can't see anything. No. We're, you know, we're just up there doing our act. But I did glance out at the audience, like pleading with them to do something uh, yes. <laughs> a few times as we were ending the act. And like, they, they were just losing it. And uh, we had reports from our friends uh, in the audience about the audience's reaction later. And uh, I... I fully believe it. There, there was uh, somebody who saw it at the IBF, the Vancouver International Burlesque Festival, last year. Um, said that they had never heard noises like that come out of a burlesque audience before. Uh, people didn't know what to do. They were just, they were just being like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" Like over and over. Like, they just didn't know how to react. So um, I love it. I love causing mass confusion. It's just. And I think delicious. the other thing about the Beehive crowd for me is that, um, you know, say at Vancouver Festival, that's our hometown. And even though Beehive is a room of friends, even if you haven't met them yet, it felt more like a room of strangers, like new people mm. who didn't necessarily know us or know this act. Like in Vancouver, I sometimes feel like, oh, are they laughing because they're our friends and they think like, oh, mm-hmm. they're being goofy and that's fun to laugh along with. But it was fun to get such an interaction from a group of people who are strangers to this number at least yeah and also very seasoned burlesque audience uh full of performers and producers and uh people we look up to and legends and just uh super fans all these people who uh think they're gonna see one thing but then they get something a little different you cause total havoc like pandemonium horse demonium <laughs> they, they <laughs> it was wild like i remember the people i was around just yelling like what the fuck i remember laughing like uncontrollably and also being like slightly horrified uh it was everything like i didn't know that i needed in burlesque and it is a true burlesque act like if we boil it down, like it's a burlesque <laughs> act, and Donna, like something that I love that you do is like you know in the in all the screaming, like the screaming of the audience and the screaming on the track and like all the shit on stage, like after the split, like Donna, you're doing like real floor work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're doing real floor work. I think that's something that like. Um... Being the butt, like I have this line where I like try and be the best butt that I can be, and so. Um... The other thing that is really funny about audience reaction is that it's gratifying because we think we're really funny. And every time we rehearse, we just laugh. Like every time, even though like rehearsing for B-Hop, there's so much rehearsal. And it was hard on my back specifically. And also just like, you know, it's hard. And um, we laugh every time though. We think it's so funny. And so for other people to do the same is really funny. But I think some of that floor work and stuff just came out of us like, goofing around in rehearsal because it's like what else funny can we do while we're a horse yeah how can we take this up several notches more yeah, like what's funny about a burlesque course like how can we just <laughs> <laughs> the answer is a lot i mean there's a lot of avenues yeah, yeah. from like the stripper push-up that you're doing like all of it like you without, without hands, hands. i can't without even hands. do it with hands so 
Let alone. <laughs> oh, neither can I. That's why right. Donna's the best. <laughs> well, there's a few reasons that we split it up this way, but uh... yeah. Okay, let's hear. Let's hear about that. Let's hear more about being the back of a horse. Um, I think one of the more surprising things and something that Chi-Chi like responded to as she was watching it in my living room a few minutes ago was like, "Wait, she had the head on the whole time, and she like being whole in time. there. Like, what is what is that like? Like, how did you? I don't know what to ask. Like." How? How how does this happen? Okay, so it is hot and it is dark. I can't see anything at all. Sometimes I can see face feet, but it really doesn't help. Like I just even um when we were we did tech run um without the whole costume on and I found myself closing my eyes because that's just how I do it is in the dark. So it doesn't help me to see anymore. So I can't see it's really hot because the horse is made of fleas. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> and but which makes it really soft for all that rolling around. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's like, little, it's like one it's, of those onesies that you wear to after parties. Yeah, it's like a like a weird horse kigurumi. Um but yeah, no, we, we get a lot of fit on it because we have done it at a couple Halloween shows. Yeah. Um, so it's very washable. Um, yeah, but it is quite warm for you. It's warm and I'm bent over. So the the hardest thing about being in the back is actually waiting to go up because you want to be ready in advance. You don't like rush to try and get into the horse and do something wrong because there is some specific kind of zip ins that we need to do. Mm -hmm. But then you don't want to be ready too soon because that is what really like kills me back. And when, when I get nervous, I get a bit hot anyways. So to be way side stage in the two layers of the fleece bent over is kind of crazy. This year for Behave, I bought a little hand fan and I was just like using this little <laughs> tiny fan. Uh, we also realized that we can kind of keep some parts unzipped for me to have some airflow. Until the, the time, last minute, yeah. yeah. The first couple of times we did it, we did not realize that. And I, one of the times we performed it, I felt like I might pass out and Faye would just be dragging me around <laughs> Oh my god, that would be a totally different act. Still entertaining. Yeah, still though. dark, still entertaining. <laughs> yeah, just roll with it, I guess. But luckily, and I hope it never happens. No, we've got it dialed now. I feel like I put on a lot of mint oil to keep me cold, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cooling, <laughs> very pleasant. And it makes the costume smell better because I do sweat a lot in here. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> Good. Okay, so then where did this horse idea, this horse act, come from? Oh. Okay, so, okay, so when we were driving back from my one and only Burley Con in 2016, this is Donna speaking, um, I was driving, it was dark, it was just the two of us in the car, I believe. I think so, I think all our friends had ditched her. Yeah. And it's like, I have this idea for a duo, and I thought, like, maybe you'd be into it, like, can I tell you about it? And I'm like, sure, burlesque friend, please, <laughs> tell, we have all the time in the world, tell me your thoughts. Yeah. So she proceeds to to tell me the entire concept that you saw on stage like I mean like I again the best but I can be and we worked on the choreo together but like that concept came out of her mouth in this like uh, extended story and then she's laughing and my response <laughs> is like uh, okay and then she's like so do you want in and I was like yeah I do and then I almost there was a part of me that thought like this is a crazy whim <laughs> I'm never gonna hear about this again like sure I want to find this fine and then about three weeks later I saw her and she said, oh, so I made like a, a head and a half. I'm on my way. And I was like, oh, this is real. Okay. I'm it's happening. It. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I was serious. Yeah. Did you just like come home from that burly con? Just like, all right, like, you know, dreams come into reality and Found just start butt, sewing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I kind of work on my own projects in like bursts, I suppose, because I'm a, uh, uh, my, my real job is as a burlesque stage costumer and, uh, uh, sewer of many things. 
So uh, I don't have a lot of time to work on my own projects, but once I get the urge, sometimes I'll just like do it or just like dedicate a whole week to doing my own projects. And then I'll go back to work that actually makes me money. So um, yeah, I got really inspired. I think it, well, it was the winter time, like, you know, things winter are time in Vancouver is it's yeah, just you're, you're indoors a lot. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, I think I'm going to get some plastic needlepoint mesh and wire it together and make some horse heads. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the idea for the act, I don't know where it came from. I have some suspicions, but I do remember in the fall that year, just like before, like late summer, early fall, before we went to BurleyCon, I, uh, I was at my friend and I was like, I just start laughing and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, I, I just had this really dumb idea and like, you want to hear it? So he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and I finished telling him and he's like, so I know you're straight edge, but like, are you sure you're not high? Are you sure? <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. This is just, so what do you think? He's like, sure. I call it phase brainchild. I mean, I feel entire like it's so collaborative, the work that we've done on it. It mm-hmm. feels so much like we're a team. But I really do just appreciate how it just popped out of Faye's brain one day, and now it lives in the real world. It does. <laughs> made it happen. Like, believe in your dreams. You can be a horse if you want to. It's a solid act. I don't know. I love it. I love it. If someone doesn't, if someone wants to fight me on how good this act is, like, I will, I will stand up for this horse forever, for the rest of my career. I have heard that people, like, like, a bit upset that they don't know what happened and I <laughs> I some people when I see a magic show I feel like this intense anger because I want to know how mm. and I think that's kind of the feeling where it's like they want the answers but they don't exist so sometimes people are a bit annoyed <laughs> <laughs> okay to be totally honest like that's what I thought I would get out of this like okay they're gonna like reveal like what this was you know what's like the big like blah 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 like head y like philosophy of this ridiculous act and like I love that you're not doing that because I want this to be like the busk debate of There's our generation yeah. <laughs> There's probably stuff I don't even know about this act honestly <laughs> I can't I can't wait for someone to write their, like, you know, MFA dissertation on this act. Some kind of thesis project on the horse. Yes, exactly. Okay, so tell me about the construction of this horse costume. Well, as we were mentioning, uh, I made the heads initially out of, it's kind of a wireframe of plastic needlepoint mesh and, um, you know, wired together with floral wire. Um, and there's, there's a lot of, you know, hot and a lot of sewing and a lot of padding. Um, they were just the skulls for the longest time. I think I could probably dig up a photo of me just wearing the skull to see like what the scale was and everything. So but scary. It's <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
the the teeth are made of craft foam, just kind of shaped into teeth. And like, my favorite part is that whole, I mean, the whole costume is incredible. It's probably not my favorite <laughs> part, but what I think is like such a special genius is that the eyelashes are made of black feathers that they like dipped in glue, so they're just like these thin. I just like certain small things. I'm so impressed. Yeah, it's all it's all about the details. The the eyes are googly eyes. They move around. Um, and the uh, main is yarn. We put some mylar in it to make it shiny for this uh, this particular show. Um, we have black character shoes that we completely encrusted in rhinestones because again, if you're if you're gonna do it for any show, it might as well be Beehoff, right? Jeez Louise would say adding rhinestones is very necessary and very worth your time. <laughs> Certainly not spend the time rehearsing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, but that costume is comfortable. I mean, it's incredible and beautiful. But if they made it, I mean, largely away from me, and I mean, I, I added some rhinestones. I mean, I tried to help, but really, oh, talk uh, about the butt. Oh yeah, <laughs> we just are watching a lot of videos because the horse is so big. Like the, it's you know, it's bigger than people. Um, and we decided to pad the butt last time I was watching. Um a lot of drag queen content and I was like you know what this horse needs a bigger hmm. some foam butt pads yeah put more yeah. junk in the trunk yeah exactly. uh yeah so yeah. you wear, wear yeah. some foam under spandex shorts yeah. inside the horse mm-hmm. um which, otherwise it looks yeah. like a little tiny butt on yeah head. yeah the head is a little outsized um because yeah. it needs to fit my entire torso so <laughs> like getting the scale was a little bit tricky but you know we we added some fun fur here and there and then uh a garland of flowers around the neck of the the main pantomime horse so that it didn't look uh, as obvious that it was a separate piece. It's uh, the same. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, adding more flowers and rhinestones and just, uh, I'm, you know, difference between our 2018 application and 2019. I'm just, I'm not going to say, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> Really yeah. big enough that one time we put on the costume roadside by a group of horses and they were livid about it. Oh yeah, it it they was did not like. Oh yeah, the the story behind a video you've seen on Instagram from last year. Uh, we were on our way between Quinell and Vancouver, coming back from the itty bitty burlesque festival where we had performed this number, and. We were really sad that we didn't find a friend with with a with some horses that we confuse. Uh, so we're we're on the highway and we're somewhere outside of Clinton, I think. And I'm just like, pull over. We have to pull over. There's four horses in a pen over there. We need to put on the horse costume and confuse them and see what they do. I didn't go inside the fence like we were originally planning to do. Oh, we would have been kicked. In- Ed, I swear to God, but they, uh, they wouldn't take their eyes off of us. Yeah, they were, like, running there were these four beautiful horses, one of which was colored very much like the pantomime horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could see them watching us. And then they would run a little further away and stop and turn towards us and watch us again. Like it was it was great. We had a couple of friends in the car. We were all driving back to Vancouver to get photos and video of that. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's uh, it's apparently kind of a kind of a good costume to horse around in. <laughs> okay, tell me more about the scream track. Like I, in my head while I was watching it, like I thought that was Ellie screaming, which like I know doesn't really make any sense because it was so loud. Um, where tell me about 
the development of the scream track. So, well, it's uh, Faye's idea that we needed to be louder, which is a good one because when people start laughing, it's hard. It's hard to hear, and I think the screaming is really necessary and funny. Yeah, the the audience reaction is often so loud uh, that we can't hear ourselves. They can't hear us. And I'm not as loud as Faye. So you're also under a couple layers of police, so like it's hard to hear us if we're doing the screaming live without amplification or obviously we can't hide microphones inside of this you know rig because <laughs> so my partner is an audio engineer and he um set up a mic for us and i hilariously text mates like just so you or my housemates people yeah. who live above and below so just so you know from about 9 30 to 10 there'll be just some horrific screaming happening at our house <laughs> we'll try and wrap it up early yeah we're recording for a project um so yeah nobody's being murdered um we are just yeah it's just a recording we're gonna do a few takes uh we did about three takes that night mm-hmm. um and then between jesse and i we were able to like splice it together and um and come up with you know a, a good amount of screaming for the end of our act and uh my, my dog yeah. seemed unbothered but when yeah. we rehearsed it at face house her cat i think thought i was trying to kill her and then was plotting to kill me in return. Okay. Um, she was very upset. <laughs> yeah, we were rehearsing with the recording, and my cat thought it was me actually screaming. Uh, what are you doing to Faye? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she got a little bit protective. But um, it's interesting because uh, when we do it live, obviously um, my vocal cords take a few days to recover after trying to scream that loud for that long. Um, it's a little more organic when I can do it live. Like we can kind of, you know, it's, we have to rehearse with the track and be right on cue in order for it to be real. Um, Especially for Faye, because my mouth doesn't show. Yeah. This is a little easier for me to hit my You react to some of the noises we've recorded for you, but for me, I need to actually have my mind in a certain way at a certain time or else uh, the suspension of disbelief goes out the window. Not that people haven't already suspended their disbelief quite a bit at this point, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, like some, I mean, I think in Ed we went on, like the, it ended up being like a six minute act, like it was pretty long, <laughs> I let it go long because we did it live at their festival um, last year, and but with the screen track and kind of time ourselves to stay within that very strict five minute yeah. Behoff time limit, which is really handy because if you go over, you probably get disqualified or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You only got four minutes as a soloist and they give you five generously five minutes as a group. So we had five minutes to do our thing and be on stage. And like, I would like it to go longer than that, but obviously we can't within those parameters. So yeah, uh, it was it was pretty good having it recorded. Uh, you know, did what we needed it to do, and a lot of people came up to us and were like, "Where were you hiding the microphones? Mm-hmm. Like, was that you screaming live?" And I'm like, "No, it was a recording." So <laughs> yeah, stage magic. Yes, so full of magic, costuming magic, vocal magic, <laughs> all of it terrorizes other animals, real, imaginary. Ugh. So, okay, so that's so that's so that's that act. Let's talk about finding out you got into Beehoff. What was that like? Oh, wow. So oh my goodness. Um so uh believe in your dreams. Uh we actually 
applied with this act uh, for last year. And but... planned to apply with it as many times as possible until yeah. we got sick of watching it and finally let us in. Yeah, we um, we applied in 2018. They didn't accept it. Uh, we were both actually in your car when we got the email saying results were in. Um, and we, we were just like on our way back from a BIBF rehearsal, right. I think. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, well, we didn't make it this year, but you know what? We're going to keep trying with this horse until they, like, get tired of us and just finally <laughs> let us in. Out of pity. <laughs> so we were ready to go apply for 2019, and we had a better video. Um, we had performed it at a few festivals in the time between the first and second application. Um, so... Yeah, we were just better at it. We were more practiced. We worked better together after so many rehearsals and repetitions and performances. Um, and uh, and yeah, I once again got the email saying results were in, and I'm just like, I'm gonna check what happened. And uh, I saw, oh, well, they they liked our horse. I they accepted the horse. Uh, what what night is it on? Assuming it would be Thursday. Assuming it day, because they put a lot of weird <laughs> shit on Thursday. So we were like, surely, surely the horse will ride on Thursday. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, uh, no, we were we were in uh, in win it for best small group, and and I see this, I'm like, well. Uh, actually, first I screamed my head off, and uh, and my sister was like, "What's up?" <laughs> like, ah, we're going to be off, maybe, but I have to call Donna. <laughs> yeah. So I did, and I was like, "Donna, Donna, uh, I I have some news. I have some news about a horse." And oh you were like, "I was at a bar with friends, like Muggle." You friends. were out, yeah. I was out, and I got, and I knew exactly what it was because it was, it was I'm waiting for results, and it was obviously like a positive text all caps yeah you know, <laughs> <laughs> it means excitement and so I went outside and I was just we really like I stood on the sidewalk like yelling and screaming at each other to the phone and yeah I, I didn't want to go back inside yet because I knew that friends would be excited for me but they that they wouldn't know just how special did that they particular show did they is. know about this act uh, some of them, I think, did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was work. It was work friends, so it was kind of a weird thing to come and be like. <laughs> so this happened. <laughs> yeah. That was that, and then we were just like, "Well, great, awesome." So I'm just gonna avoid looking at that like doom <laughs> clock that they have on the Beehive website that counts down all the like weeks and minutes left until showtime because I'm just like, "Oh, that stresses me out." Um, <laughs> and there was yeah. definitely. I mean, it's a, such a huge deal and such an honor to be on the stage, but. Right. I, I'm excited about it, so I think that you feel similarly, but I was super nervous and had nerves, but doing it together was so fun and so comforting. Like, I just felt like we are, you know, the horse is two people, and I had you, and we, I wouldn't be out on that stage alone. Oh, I don't know yeah. if it's different. I don't even have a face, so there's a lot of stage. <laughs> there's, there's some anonymity. You don't really have to act with your face so much yeah. as uh, everything else, but... Yeah, um, well... I've never been a duo before, though. It was very it's more special to me in that way. Yeah. It was also so comforting. This was my first duo as well. I mean, not... Most duos are not literally joined at the hip. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of like, you know, if it wasn't working out well... We would have found out. <laughs> we would have found out pretty early on, but... Uh, 
but no, I've had such a good time with Donna on every stage that we've hit, big or small. A couple years prior, I was in, I had a solo in the best debut category at Behoff as well. Um, and like, that was terrifying. That was just like, I, I had to go out there alone with a prop that, you know, doesn't behave and like, just really worried about everything. And um, like, I had lots of support from friends and uh, my partner came to support me that year as well. But like, it was still like, no, once you're, once you're out there, you're on your own. But whereas this year was just like, I'm just being a goofy horse with my best friend and like nothing came wrong. And yeah, it was great. And I sometimes feel like I have a unique um, position in shows where we're the horse because I don't have hair and makeup to stress over. I can help Faye do her hair. If somebody needs something, I can go get it. Like I'm not in costume. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a fun atmosphere to be the horse backstage because I feel like it makes people laugh a bit, even if they're nervous. It's fun. Mm -hmm. And then, right, you won Most Comedic. What was that like? Oh, my gosh. I just, it was funny. It was comedic to me. It was everything I wanted. It really was. What a great category. I mean, that category means, obviously, a lot to us. Yeah, like, I mean, we we were competing for Best Small Group uh, with uh, three other amazing, amazing contenders. Um, But... So like we didn't we didn't win that, but I, I ain't mad. Like uh, <laughs> like the comedy award is something that I like. My heart really wanted it, um, and to be able to make people laugh, like make those people in particular laugh, is just like the greatest highlight of my life. Um, I just I love being genuinely funny. Uh, I think it's genuinely funny. I don't know. It depends on your, your sense is. of humor. Um, but, and like Donna said, there's something for everybody to laugh at. Yeah. In that even if you don't like the end of it, end you know, <laughs> the uh, the horse itself is funny. The centaur is funny. Like the the floor work is funny. Um, and and yeah, I just like you know, it's it's a bunch of people who've seen like a lot of burlesque. Like they they have seen so much <laughs> and to be able to to surprise that crowd make that crowd laugh and be you know and be awarded a comedy award by that panel of judges especially is just like wow wow i've really made it for me too the horse is um i like to call it my gateway to being funny Fate <gasps> has been funny in the past and uh, on stage and i had not and i was like a gentle introduction for me because i don't have a face i you know i'm hiding inside and so i got to be involved and be funny and make people laugh yeah, on stage your movements are so funny in like a direction and it meant so much to me to have Faye ask me to be involved in that and give me that pathway and then after that, I, I now have a funny, so a comedic solo as well. So and I good. took it to Texas and I won Queen. I'm the current Texas with a dorky Dracula act that makes people laugh. <laughs> and I think that the horse is my gateway drug to making people laugh. Yeah, you, you figured out that it's actually not not scary and not even that difficult to do a humorous act and like people love you for you and I think in burlesque it's easy to get pigeonholed or think that you can only do one thing like think mm-hmm. that you can only be funny 
or think that all you have to offer is your aesthetic or you're very glamorous. And it's nice to know that there's not rules and you can do other things and yeah, branch out. Mm-hmm. And uh, if somebody, somebody is like, get in loser, we're going to do a funny routine. Then uh, <laughs> if you say yes, I recommend if you say yes <laughs> then like take that opportunity. You never know where it's going to lead. Right. 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 I mean, this is on so many different directions and right. Like, nice development for Donna like uh so good such a solid such a solid story here what do you have to say to our burlesque weirdos and our burlesque uh like funny babes out there who are thinking about Behoff oh my goodness oh, man. uh i mean we were up there the horse was <laughs> on the Behoff stage which like continually blew my mind i don't want to belittle us cuz <laughs> i have always thought it was great but like the horse was up there. So, I mean, if you've got goofy, wacky shit, know that it's powerful and incredible to make people laugh and to make people, like, <laughs> not know how to answer their own question. Yeah, like, if you're doing something that's uh, a little bit different, people tend to remember that. And uh, honestly, I think, you know, I mean, someone on the selection panel has a, a, a sense of humor uh, to have allowed us to be there but whoever that is or whoever those people were I thank you whenever I see weird different funny like wacky acts on the stage at Behoff like I said I've been there five times already um, that is incredibly inspiring to me so I hope that in the same way our presence there could inspire other people to take it on something strange uh just be themselves instead of trying to make an act that you they think, think like. behoff will accept or they think that the audience there will like yeah. or the judges there will like um there's uh you can yeah <laughs> I think it's a good point to be be yourself because my my other funny act too i thought was like it's about it's dracula who's afraid of or no, he misses oh, the sunshine yeah. because he's been in the dark for so long. And I thought it was just a one-off. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so well. It's I mean, about me tell, in the tell like, her about I realized this. after yeah. I made it that I was like, oh, I'm actually the sad Dracula. Oh wait, this is about winter. seasonal depression. Who, who misses the sunshine, but mm. I thought it was a one-off. I was gonna do it once, and I thought, oh, I have this funny idea. I think will be funny. I want to get it out of my system. I'll do it. It's one show, and then I'll move on. But it sounded well, and I think it's an important message to like sometimes not overthink things and. If you think something's funny or a good idea, like sometimes, yeah, show it to people and and let them like it too because it's nice for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, and like I would love to see more weird art mm-hmm. on the Beehive stage. Uh, not that all of the art presented there isn't incredible already, mm-hmm. but the ratios are a little bit skewed, I guess. And we have a lot of people who came up to us after our performance and they said thank you for doing that. Like, I feel like, you know, I could be up there too with my weird art. And I'm just like, more weirdos on stage, weirdos on stage. I would just, yeah, I I am 100% there for that. More weirdos on stage. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about, about this act? Is there anything that I'm missing or anything important that you uh, want to say that we could touch on today? I don't know where this came from, but I did want to say that along with the, like, uh, trust, be yourself and, and follow your own ideas, it's also really powerful when you just say yes to somebody else's idea. Like, 
this concept was phase and I said yes and I'm so glad that I did and I I helped and I contributed and I we collaborated oh yeah but in so many ways I said yes to her great idea and she was able to make something she couldn't make on her own and it's just nice sometimes to say yes it's like improv rules you know what I mean never say no <laughs> yeah say yes see where it takes you yeah. and honestly the the horse is more than the sum of it. Donna has brought so much to it that I could have never thought of on my own. Um, yeah, I, I'm just really grateful for her input and her skills and like, we're cuddling. Uh, we're cuddling right now. <laughs> I love you so much. Uh, and yeah, like, uh, we've never reversed roles yet, but I assume it's really tough back there. And uh, I'm glad that our song is no longer than three minutes. Um, One time we did it at Edmonton Festival, we did the horse, and we both had a hurt back. And we uh, both broke back horse mountain. It, it was, <laughs> broke back horse. And... <laughs> we were like two sad ladies in a horse costume. Oh, but it, no. it, we eventually pulled it out. It was really fun and great. What is next for the horse? I'm surprised no one's asked us to do more cameos. Like, who's got a knight in shining armor act that they haven't needed a horse for? Right. You know I, mean? <laughs> I, I feel like there's, there's some opportunities with Screaming Chicken yeah. for the horse to do a cameo. But, um, no, we, well, we're, we're doing Dr. Sketchy's anti-art school yeah. as the horse in August Whoa. next month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have to really think about no long poses, <laughs> no long poses as the horse. We're probably just going to do some really surreal nude poses with like the horse head just sort of hanging out, or maybe I'll be wearing mine uh, and not wearing my horse pants, you know, like stuff like that. I don't know. It's, it's hard to fly with that thing because like it takes up so much room in both of our suitcases they definitely got a tsa check your bag with the trophy and horse in their suitcases. <laughs> just a head and a giant trophy yeah. <laughs> a trophy with a turkey on on top for those of you who've never seen the most comedic trophy from behoff up close before um most of them have like humors on top of them uh, but the the most comedic trophy has a dancing turkey in goggles and tube socks and tube socks and shorts um, on it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> We've been switching it back and forth, but yeah, Faye we, will probably take it home today. We have joint custody of the trophy. Um, we're not really sure how to share it between our different homes, but uh, it's nice to look at once in a while and be like, "Hey, we did that thing." <laughs> Faye Havoc, Donna Boss Rogers, thank you so much for talking to me today on the Pasty Tape about horsing around. Incredible, incredible burlesque act. So fucking hilarious. If no one's seen it and you listen to this whole podcast, like watch it. It's online and then come back and listen. Uh, Faye and Donna, where can people find you on the internet? Well, you can find me, Faye Havoc, at fayhavoc.com. Uh, that will link you to most of my social media, but I am consistently at Fay Havoc, and you can find me as a profile on Facebook if you still do that thing. You can also find the Pantomime Horse on Instagram because a friend of ours said it would be a good idea, and they weren't wrong. <laughs> it's another, at, another thing for us to laugh about. So. At uh, a underscore pantomime underscore horse. And I am on Instagram most of the time, uh, Donna Boss Rogers, Facebook, uh, but not there quite as often. 
Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I am still on the board of the Vancouver International Burlesque Festival. Um, it happens first week of April every year. And uh, applications that open up sometime in the fall. And I just stepped down from the board. I'm a little bit regretting my choice because I missed that great team of ladies. I miss you already. <laughs> um, but you can see me at the Toronto Burlesque Festival, which is like two weeks from now. So exciting. Um, yeah, thank you so much for having us on. Thank you so much. And for having this yes. podcast for our community to listen to. Oh, thank you. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you, Charlotte. I love that act. I think it shows in that conversation. I think it's absolutely creative and brilliant and so fucking weird. Fun fact about me, uh, horses and mascot characters kind of scare me. So I think this act is either the exception to the rule or maybe I've overcome a lifelong fear of mascots and horses through this act. Who knows? Thank you so much, Faye and Donna, for sharing horsing around with us and all the burlesque weirdos out there. I'll be taking the next couple of weeks off of the pasty tapes. In the meantime, I will be editing more episodes for you, working on some marketing. Really, these two weeks off are just a little bit more work, but in a different way. You're going to hear episodes from performers like Sophie Dumal, Shimmy LaRue, Bettina May, Boo Bess, Gidget Bardot, and more. If I want the Pissy Tapes to continue to be fun and sustainable, I'll need breaks like this one to work smarter, to keep giving you some A-plus content. I'll also be interviewing more folks. If this is something you're interested in participating in, shoot me an email. If you want to support the Pacey Tapes, visit the website, thepaceytapes.com, and sign up for the fan club, make a one-time donation, or read about how to purchase ad space, or do all three. You can support the podcast in other ways too. Share this podcast with your friends, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and hit that subscribe button. You can follow The Pasty Tapes across social media at The Pasty Tapes, and you can follow me, your host, Show My More, at Show My More across the internet. Thank you for listening to The Pasty Tapes. I am Show My More, the steamiest Asian dumpling, and I will talk with you soon.